want you to turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. I think if I had hallmarks to my ministry, if I had to put hallmarks to it, if I said there are things that I teach that are, that are worthy of a hallmark thing, that teaching on being led by the Spirit of God, I've done a lot of personal growth in that area. I grew up, again, in religious circles, and so we knew about the Holy Spirit, we knew about the leading of the Holy Spirit, but it wasn't a, a, a teaching that, that was taught to help me understand that I have all the help that I need on earth. You know, when I got saved, that, that got me ready for heaven. Thank God that Jesus gets me ready for heaven, but being filled with the Holy Spirit allows me to be ready for earth. It gives me the power. He said, he lead me and guide me into all truth. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. For every believer that's listening to me, everybody that hears me out there, everybody in the sanctuary, listen, every single believer needs to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Just like on the day of Pentecost, you need to receive that infilling of the Spirit of God. Speaking in other tongues is not just a language that God gives us so we can enjoy it. It's something that helps us to define what we need from God. It gives us the parameters that we can grow by. It, it is the help that we need on earth. You know, when I was growing up, I'm 53 years old. And at 53, I go back a few years. And at 53, I want you to know something. TVs weren't the same back then years and years ago as they are today. Now, people won't understand. What, a lot of the people don't understand what I'm talking about. But if you're in this room and you're my age, how many of you remember you had antennas? Raise your hand if you remember the antennas. You remember the antennas? <laughs> you had one on the inside, one on the outside, wires all over the place. These kids have no idea. They're watching YouTube on their phones. We didn't have phones. There were no cell phones back then. Can you imagine a day today? Think about where we are. You guys don't even realize. You, you don't even know what it's like to have no cell phone. I mean, but we didn't have all that. So you had a TV and it had wires and all this stuff to it. And part of your, your tuning was is you had, to, you had to move the wire. Does anybody remember being old you know, at this age, maybe you're my age, where your dad or yourself, you said, somebody go out and move the antenna. Does anybody remember? Does anybody, raise your hand if you moved an antenna. <laughs> and I remember my dad telling me, hold the antenna, raise your arm, you know, and do all this stuff. You kids have no idea what I'm talking about. Young people don't have any clue. But we used to have to hold our hand up. You know, if a good sports show was on and you'd be missing the channel, you'd have to move your antenna, raise your hand, get it right. And also, you know, you didn't have 500 channels, 200 channels, YouTube and all that stuff. All you had was three or four channels on the TV. Anybody remember them days when it was just three or four channels? Come on, just two or three channels on the TV. And so you had channel 13 or channel 12, and, you know, and then they had UHF and VHF. Y'all remember there was two knobs, two sets of knobs on there? And so when you got to the channel, they had a second dial underneath the first dial. So I could get to channel 13, we could turn the antenna, but there was also another dial called the fine-tuning dial. Y'all remember the fine-tuned dial? So you could get to channel 13, that's Jesus and I'm going to heaven, but you're going to have to fine tune life. You need to move the antenna and you need to do some things. That's the way I like to kind of refer to, I mean, the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit is I'm saved and I'm going to heaven, but I want to fine tune it so the picture's just right. So I can know what God's trying to tell me to do. He wants to bless my life. He wants to encourage me. He wants to promote me. He wants to help me every single day of my life. Every good gift and every perfect gift. Say this with me. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, 
with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Now, how does he do this? What is the way that this works on our behalf? Well, we have two types of word that are given to us. The first type of word that we receive is the scriptural word that we can read. It's called the logos. We use the word logos to describe that word. That, that, that we have the logos word of God. And he gives us that word. Everything in life and everything we need is based on the word of God. This logos that we have. But it takes more than just having information. Because we know that faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes by the word of God. We know there are two words used in that scripture. The first word used in that scripture describes information that you hear. And the second word in that scripture describes revelation that you receive. So you can hear a word, but it is the revelation. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. But it is the hearing of the word informationally and the receiving of the word as revelation. You see, God wants to reveal the word to us. He wants the word to become revelation. He wants you to know that you're healed by his stripes. Not just here, but here. He wants you to know that you're prosperous, not just here, but here. There's 16 inches that make all the difference. Have you got it in your heart? Is it a revelation knowledge? Have you received the word? Is it engrafted in you? Many of us have lived religious lives, but we don't have revelation lives. You can't just be a church person. You've got to be a born-again person. Somebody ought to say amen. There are a lot of people who love church. A lot of people respect church. But they have no respect for God that runs the church. They have no respect for the Holy Spirit that's leading and guiding us. They just think they have something, they call it theirs, but they don't understand that it is something that infills us to the point that we can live that blessed life by God. When I'm led, this scripture says, to be led by the, for as many as are led, and that word there, that S, is a big S. You see that big S? It's not a little S. It's not describing being led by your spirit. It's not describing being led by a spirit. It's describing being led by the Holy Spirit. That's why it's a big S. When the interpreters put that in there, they wanted to identify certain parts of the scripture so we could understand the variables included. And so they added things, phrases, and ways to say things like that big S. For as many as are led by the Holy Spirit of God, they are. They're the sons of God. God wants to lead us and guide us into his truth. I was driving down the road. I'm just driving down the road, and I'm in Columbia. I mean, there are a few times that I can see where God began to direct me, and I began to hear and understand more clearly about his spirit. And things would happen that helped me to understand God's still speaking to me today. Say that out loud. God still speaks today. Come on, say it out loud again. God still speaks today. And so I'm driving down the road. I'm coming back. I'd gone by the stadium over there. I'm just looking at, you know, uh, uh, the South Carolina Stadium. And I just happened to be in town. And as I'm coming, there was a back road that I was on. There were factories down the road, it seemed like. And there was a big, huge fence by the road. Large, probably 15, 18-foot fence that was covering something. And I'm just driving down this back road. As I'm driving down this back road trying to get back to I-20... There's another highway I had to get on or another road. Anyway, as I'm driving down that road, all of a sudden I begin to hear the Holy Spirit in my spirit. It, was, it would seem like an audible voice because as you begin to listen to the Holy Ghost, it becomes more clear and more audible to you. That we can hear from God. It becomes like when you get saved, there's a yearning, there's a knowing, there's a seeing and a knowing that you have. That you understand it's not just the Lord said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It becomes revelation. God so loved the world, me, 
that he gave his only son. That's why I responded and gave my heart to Jesus because it wasn't just information I heard. It was revelation I had received. It's different. Somebody ought to understand what I'm talking about. I heard that voice in my spirit. It was his spirit, the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I heard this leading and I heard this, 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 this knowledge on the inside of me, the information. I heard pull over. That's all I heard, pull over. You know God talks to you in a language you hear? He talks to you like you can understand. He's, he talks informationally to us. He doesn't talk word for word. He talks spirit to spirit. My hearing from God is spirit to spirit, not word for word. I can't interpret him word for word, but he speaks in a level I can understand. I heard pull over. Well, that's all I needed. But I kept driving. Have you ever done that? You heard from the Lord? And I just kept driving down the road. More firmly, a few seconds later, I heard it again. Pull over. Have y'all ever had the Holy Spirit say that to you? Do something like that? I'm driving down the road. As I'm driving down the road, I just kept going. I thought, this is silly. What am I hearing? What am I? Pull over. There's nothing going. Wasn't a thing on the road. There was nothing there that looked damaging. Nothing that looked like it was a problem. I mean, and I'm hearing the Spirit of the Lord say, pull over. A few seconds later, I'm down the road. I mean, I hear it again. This time it's really firm. Really firm in my spirit. Pull over. I thought, I don't know what this is. I mean, I really, I'm thinking it's the Lord. Because, I mean, as you're trying to train your spirit, what you're supposed to do, train your spirit. I'm trying to train my spirit. I'm hearing this. I finally decided I'm going to obey it. So I pulled the car over. I stopped at the side of the road. I'm sitting beside this fence feeling kind of dumb. How many know sometimes when God speaks to you, it doesn't always feel like it works for you? Have you ever felt, you understand, you know it's right, but, you, but it's like, can be out of the natural order of things? We be, be careful not to judge things by your emotions or your own mind or your own thinking because you can get confused not knowing it's the Holy Ghost. I'm pulled over feeling dumb. As a matter of fact, as I looked over at this fence, it was covered with birds, birds everywhere. And all I could hear were these birds chirping. It sounded like folks was laughing at me. It really did. It sounded like laughter was going on. I mean, people, I mean, think about how God speaks. Sometimes it sounds like that, doesn't it? Sometimes it sounds like people are ridiculing you or whatever. When you make a decision, people always have a judgment of your choice. But you didn't need their approval for the choice. You needed God's approval. You need to stop worrying about what they said and he said and she said and them said. You need to just worry about, did I hear from God? And you learn by listening. And as you follow the Spirit, the outcome will always come out right. Somebody will say, thank God my outcome is going to be all right. Come on, say it out loud. My outcome is going to be all right. I sat there. Nothing happened. Nothing incredible. Nothing amazing happened. I just sat there. Finally, I felt like I was through that. I felt like there was a note of victory. We use that in old terms. That's a 53-year-old term, a note of victory. I got a note of victory. That's old Pentecostal talk. But I had a sense that everything was all right. So I thought, well, nothing happened. I'm going to pull off. As I drove down the road, turned onto the highway, there was a five-car pileup. Ambulance was, hadn't even arrived yet. There was this tragedy that had happened on the highway. Now, I can't prove to you. There's nothing that I could tell you that said I would have been involved in that five-car pileup. Here's what I do know. I wasn't. I wasn't involved in the five-car pileup. And all because I listened to the Holy Ghost. You want to talk about definition. You want to talk about understanding things a little bit different. Things could have turned out very different for me. 
The Holy Spirit will help you to change the outcome and the potential for your life by listening to be led by the Spirit of God. He'll direct you to income. He'll direct you to, to, to prosperity. He'll direct you to school loans. He'll direct you to financing your outcome. He'll direct you to keeping yourself safe and protected. He'll keep you out of car accidents. Many of us have had accidents. Or challenges in our life where, where we made mistakes. You know, there's nothing wrong with you making mistakes. Because I thank God, I, I can tell you, I've made a lot of mistakes. And I can tell you this, God bailed me out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver him out of them. Somebody ought to shout out amen right there. You ought to be thanking God that down the road of time when you go back and you look at it and you think, boy, I wish I'd have made that choice. I shouldn't have made that choice. I shouldn't have had that friendship. I shouldn't have connected with them. I shouldn't have said that. I wish I'd have thanked God. He comes through every single time. When we repent and say, God, I'm just trying to follow you. I messed up. I missed it. It's better, though. I'll tell you this. It's easier to stop the devil from attacking you than it is to get him out when he did. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? When you get to a point that you've learned to stop the devil's attack and you learn to see by the Spirit of God, when you've been made aware of the challenges and the problems that exist, it's a lot easier to deal with it before something has to be dealt with. Somebody ought to say amen right there. Once you let it in, it can be a problem. You know, I was sitting at a, I'm sitting at a, a, a restaurant, and it was four or five of us from the staff on, on, at a table, all men. We're all sitting there talking. It was kind of in the morning. And as we're sitting there at this restaurant, you know, we're just having conversation. There's this girl sitting across the way, and she's, uh, she must have been there for business or whatever. And so as we're sitting there, she begins to write on the back of her envelope or her, her uh, receipt a note, a letter. Now, I mean, I mean, to us it seems like nothing, but it's obvious she's writing that letter to somebody, and obviously it's for this table of men. When she gets done eating and she's done, this letter's laying there. She leaves it up where we can see that she's written the letter, and she leaves with the obvious intention of us looking at the letter. So one of the guys goes over, picks up the letter, and brings the letter back to the table. I grabbed the letter, and I thought, I wonder what, maybe she needs help. And she wrote on the letter, I'm available. I'm only in town for one night. Anybody that wants to sleep with me, I'm at this hotel in this room. How many know how bad that could have been if you'd let the devil in? Nobody's shouting. Right there, we had to have a Holy Ghost meeting with all them men because I didn't want any of them to show up at the hotel. I knew I wasn't going to the hotel. But how many know the devil comes like a roaring lion? You're not shouting loud enough. Seeking whom he may devour. You are, you are capable of error without the help of the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Ghost. You need a relationship with the Holy Spirit. You need an in-depth time with God. Speaking in other tongues and having the baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't something we practice just because we every once in a while feel like it or we have an emotional moment. Listen, the clouds don't have to part and lightning don't have to strike me on the head for me to have a relationship with God and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and be begin to pray out in the spirit and fine tune my life to the point when they come with a letter and say, come to my hotel, I can say, no, thus saith the Lord. 
You know, when Jesus talked on the, when he talked to the devil out in the wilderness, every time it said he spoke, the word there is the word rhema. In other words, he wasn't just speaking the logos. He was the logos. The word that he used was the word rhema. He spoke out the revealed will of God. He was able to defeat the devil because he had a revelation in advance. We ought to be able to see when problems are coming. We ought to be able to look at lives and say, that's a challenge. You're looking at problems. There's serious situations. You might mess up there. We better protect you. God speaks in three ways. His word comes to reveal to us three things. Instructions is one of them. I thank God for instruction. Somebody ought to say amen. Instruction. He comes to encourage us. Lastly, he comes to correct us. I'm glad for all three. I'm happy when somebody comes and gives me any one of the three and it's according to the word of God. Because instruction and correction and edification work together for you to be better. It's sad when people become frustrated and mad. When you go to correct them and you, get, you have a situation you need to deal with, it's risk to their life. When God puts you under somebody and he puts you in a relationship with people, it works on the same level sometimes as the rhema of God because God planted you somewhere where somebody could see what might be wrong and help you get out of what you might do. Somebody ought to say amen. I thank God for every corrective voice. I thank God for every instructional voice. I thank God for every time somebody encouraged me. I think I never quit because somebody got frustrated with me and said, you can't do that. You can't continue that way. That has to be fixed. You can't just keep looking at people and going, yeah, 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 and then just do your own thing. I've met people like that. They just, they tell you yes about everything, anything you ask them. You say, what do you think about this? Or you give them some type of instructions. It's insecurity in people. Listen to me. Somebody needs what I've got to say. People are insecure that always tell you yes and then do something else. And at some point, it becomes destructive because it's no longer an error, it's defection. When you defy something and you become disconnected from it, you're hurting yourself. God said, submit yourself. Submit yourself. This is just a side note, but somebody needs what I got to talk about. Submit yourself, therefore, one to another. Submit yourself. Come underneath. Submit means come underneath. If I was in a submarine, I'm below the water. I'm below. Come underneath an authority. Stop trying to be the authority. Wives, listen to me, wives. You ready? You ready, wives? You got to let your husband wear some pants. I don't hear enough shouting yet. I'm not talking about religious stuff. I'm not talking about you serving Jesus. You follow God first. We follow God first. Our first order of business is to follow God. But at some point, you got to let a man be a man. Thank you, Brother Richard. Say it again. Make me feel good. Pat me on the back. I need somebody to shout because all the women got quiet on me. They all got silent. And let me tell you what a man's got to do. A man's got to love his wife as Christ loved the church. You know how your wife will follow you? When you follow Christ. When you get serious about a love relationship with Jesus that points to them and says, I'm following him above all others, and I'm going in the direction Jesus is taking me, and they will come in behind that. But there has to be an order. We have to submit ourselves. Stop getting out of order. <laughs> Somebody out there, some of you online need to you, you all need to hear exactly what I'm saying. Some of you all are out of order. 
We're to be led by the Holy Spirit. If you can't submit to the people that are in your life, if you can't help someone else build their vision, you'll never build your own. That's the word. God said if you don't help somebody else, you'll never build your own. To help someone else means that you keep them out of frustration. You keep them out of, of, of turmoil. You keep them out of, of congestion in their, in, in, their, in their duties. You help them accomplish the task. The gift of helps, the gift of helps, the working of helps, the helps ministry in the church is that you help the pastor help the people. You help the pastor help the people. It's not so you go help the people. It's you help the pastor, the ministry gift, Help the people. And when you do that, God will extend himself to you and open the doors of your ministry, open the doors of your success. Too many people give you the yes answer, but give you the alternate in their actions. I'm not hearing enough shouting. Some of y'all, yeah, 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 yeah. I could type yeah on your head and watch you do exactly a nah. Stop doing the nah. Work not to make the mistakes. Work to fix the challenges. Somebody ought to shout out amen. See, we're to be filled with the Spirit. Listen to this, Ephesians 5, 17 through 18. Wherefore, be not unwise, understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine where is in excess, but be being filled with the Spirit. God has given us the plan for his plan. How do I get God's plan? How do I receive the plan that God wants for me? We receive it by being filled with the Holy Spirit. The unwise act is to not be filled with the Spirit, to allow unleavened things in your life. He said, don't be drunk with wine where it's in excess. He's speaking about things that are of the world. He's speaking about things that are of your natural life. He's saying, don't go to the natural side. Don't get caught up over in the natural. Go over here and get caught up in the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. You get filled with the Spirit, you don't need the other junk. You get filled with the Spirit, you don't want the other stuff. He said, well, I don't know how I'm going to get out of that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It might take me a month. It might take me a week. It might take me a day, an hour. It might take me two or three years. Either way, God said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God has given you the way out. He's given you the success plan. You don't have to fail in any area. If you continue to fail, it's because you have not submitted yourself to the help of the Holy Spirit. You've not gone into the prayer closet and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be full of the Spirit. Don't be filled with wine, where is it excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a big S. Where are you guys at? That's not my scripture. I'm in Ephesians 5, 17 through 18. Ephesians 5, 17 and 18. Ephesians 5. Look at it. Look at it again. Ephesians 5, 17 through 18. And there it is. Right there. Boom. It's coming. 17. Go to 18. 18. Look at the S. It's not talking about your spirit. It's talking about the Holy Spirit. You and I are to be full of the plan of God is revealed to us through the Holy Spirit. He's the one who tells us what to do. He's the one that guides us and leads us and directs us. I grew up, listen, I grew up Pentecostal, which meant we ran, jumped, hollered, hooped, flipped, hung from chandeliers, ran to pews, prayed under pews, stayed all night. That's how I grew up. Anybody grow up like me? Anybody want to confess it? Some of y'all grew up religious. I didn't grow up religious. I grew up Pentecostal. 
<laughs> I mean, Holy Ghost folk. But nobody taught me that I could let the Holy Spirit teach me. I could actually allow the Holy Spirit, not a religious, not the church, not the pastor. Yes, God uses the church. Yes, God uses the pastor. These are people God assigns to us. He assigns them into our lives. It's a commission that God gives us. And God gives that commission to people. He puts us under an assignment. It may be temporary. Some, some things are just scaffolding. They're only there for a season until their job is done. And then you take the scaffolding down and we keep moving. There have been people that come to Family Worship Center. They were just scaffolding. They're not here for the permanence. There are others that are going to be here till I die. Or till they die. I mean, that's how God planned it. But you need to find out at the moment you're with God, what has the Holy Spirit got to say about your future connected with the commission? What is the commission? What is God trying to say? The greatest thing you can learn from this one, I preach faith like crazy. Y'all know I'm a faith preacher. But I'm also being led by the Spirit of God. The first thing we ought to do when we go to the Word is ask God to let us read the Logos but get the revelation. Get me the, 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 the rhema of this word. God, I don't just want to hear the logos. If it's one scripture, what's the rhema? What is the depth of this scripture for me? God wants you to walk in his blessing. He wants you to walk in his anointing. He wants you to walk in all of these things. To be led by the Holy Ghost is the way to do it. He leads us and he guides us. And I want you to know that every time you follow a command of God, when God gives you a command, when God begins to speak to you, at the end of the command of God, there will always be a breakthrough. When God gives you a word, there will always be a breakthrough. I want you to shout out, breakthrough's coming. Come on, I want you to shout out like you mean it. Some of you have followed God in big, big ways for your life. You've made big, big decisions. You've chosen things or chosen to get out of things. They were big choices. But I want you to know something. God's not going to leave you standing doing nothing. God has a plan. He knows exactly what he's doing. I put my trust in God, and I know. I want you to say this. I know all things work together for the good to those that walk uprightly. I'm walking right. I'm praying in the Spirit. When I pray in the Holy Ghost, the preceding Scripture to hearing, to knowing God has good things for you, if you read that Scripture, it comes in the middle of being praying, you praying in the Spirit. When you pray in the Holy Ghost and you pray out things and you listen to it and you dial in the fine-tuning, God has a way to open up his plan and allow you to see what you could not otherwise see. And every time you follow God and his commands, it results in breakthrough. That ought to make more people happy. Somebody ought to be shouting. Somebody ought to be saying, I'm on my way to breakthrough, man. There's a breakthrough on the way. I'm telling you, I wake up every day knowing God has a breakthrough. If I have a bad day, I was, it was one of those days, Friday was one of those days. I was going to get gas from my house. When we built the house, we did it and we built it with gasoline cans, those 100 foot, 100 pound gasoline cans. So we had to take all of them off. We have four of them connected to the house. We put them on a truck, take them to the gas place, bring them back. That's how we run gas in our house. I don't have one that you put on the ground or one under the ground or whatever. I just have these four tanks. But I put them on a trailer and then I, I'm, I'm going to, anyway, I back my, my trailer up to pick up these things and I heard the Holy Spirit. He said, stop. I've heard that before. But I didn't listen. All of a sudden, my wife's screaming, stop, as I heard crunch. I backed up the trailer crunched in the side of my, tr of, of my truck. 
scratch. And the tongue has gone underneath my bumper. Now, I, can't, I tried everything. We did everything to try and get it off. And when I pulled forward, it hung on my bumper. The only way to finally release this thing, because I didn't, I, I mean, I could have jacked up the truck, but I'm still thinking, what would that have done? Was to pull the thing, just pull the thing forward, get it off the truck, and it took off my bumper. Well, it didn't take it off. It totally destroyed my bumper. Because I didn't listen to the Holy Ghost. Now, I know, I know that it's going to be all right. The Holy Spirit's going to help me. I made a mistake. I know he's going to come to my aid. But it's better, wouldn't it have been better to listen to him? I'm not getting enough shot. Not enough of y'all. Some of y'all, not, did y'all grow up in Pentecostal? Where'd y'all grow up, Methodist? Goodness gracious, somebody say amen. It's better to listen in advance. It's better to be led by the Holy Spirit. To stop for a second. I wish that I had listened. Friday was just one of those days. It looked like a bad day. I mean, I tore up my truck. I, I mean, and there was some, um, the printer that I was going to use to print our, our shirts for Soulmate Sunday. The blue in the inkjet went out. It's a broken printer head on a $3,500 t-shirt printer. Yeah, I was frustrated. All I could think was, you know what? It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I want you to say that out loud. I want you to say, it's going to be all right. I'll fix my truck. I can get the scratch out because God's going to help me. He'll help me get the money. He'll help me take care of it because I know he'll always provide. He'll always provide. He said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. He said, I'll provide. I'm going to give you what you need to supply. I'm going to supply all your needs. I got confidence because I don't just have hearing of the word. I have hearing of the word. I know that printer's out. I don't care because it's going to be all right. We're going to figure out how to print those shirts. Somehow it's going to be okay. I'm not going to have a bad day because the devil comes and attacks me. I'm going to have a good day because I got the Holy Ghost who is my helper. He'll lead me and guide me into all truth. My direction is paved because God is for me. And if God be for me, somebody ought to shout amen. I wish somebody in this house get excited and say, God's for me. It's all going to turn out all right. Why? Because I have the help of the Holy Ghost. To be led by the Holy Spirit. To be guided. Don't get caught up and connected in natural things. Proverbs 4.18 says this, But the path of the just is the shining light that shines more and more to a perfect day. God's got it set up for you not to walk in dark spots and in messes. God's got it set up for you to be empowered to become what he called you to become. I have plans for you. Somebody ought to shout out. I may not see them right now. Listen, I, 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 I'll take every day from the Lord, the leading and guiding, and I know he ain't done with me yet. Somebody ought to say, thank God he's not done with me yet. Every encounter with the word of God will leave you with a lasting effect and an impact as a receiver. God makes sure that you'll have it. When they were impacted by the word of Jesus told them, go get those water pots filled for my mother. They had an impact. And every time you listen to the word and it becomes revelation, when you act on the word of God, there's an impact. It's not the environment that determines your destiny. It's your truth. <coughs> Psalms 91.7 <coughs> says a thousand shall fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it won't come nigh me. It will never come into me. In other words, other people can lose their job, but I'm not losing mine. 
If God's got to make one, he'll make one. If he's got to create it, he'll create it. Somebody ought to shout out amen. I'm not going bankrupt. Other people may suffer from bankruptcy, but I don't have to. So other people can lose their marriage, but God can heal mine. Come on, somebody ought to begin to shout. God's got it. He's got a way. He's got an outcome that's designed for you. It's not an outcome of negativity. It's an outcome that God wants you to raise up higher, to to go from glory to glory to glory to glory. Your next step is not down. Your next step is up. It might be right or left. But it'll never be down. God is an up God. When you stay in his plan, when you follow him, when you listen to the Holy Ghost, the next step is always to the next level. Always to the next level. Always to the next level. I'm on my way up. We go from glory to glory to glory to glory. We go from glory to glory. Come on, somebody. Shout that out. I'm going to glory. Come on. Give him praise. 